Hello, welcome back. It's another Monday, which means Bizarre Junkies podcast. I'm your host, Austin Alvarez. Today we have another great show. I mean, last week was an absolute banger. George, last week was a banger, right? Bang, 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 last motherfuckers. Week, it was a banger. That was a banger. But today, we actually are joined by Mr. Michael Sartain. Michael, go ahead and uh, give him your credentials. No, I'll let you introduce your, yourself. Your music is creepy, bro. Yeah, like that, I was scared, bro. That's the when point. The music came out like a zombie <laughs> was about to come in here. My credentials. Um, so I studied astronomy in college uh, and then afterwards just became obsessed with it. And I started taking courses online in astrophysics and astronomy. And I've read every book. You know, I try to read everything I can by uh, Hawking and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, Michio Kaku or whatever. So it's just been a fascination. My, right now I'm reading The Three-Body Problem. Anybody has ever read that? It's a book about quantum mechanics and it's nice. like a fictional book about that. I, so. I'm stuck on the same book. I just keep rereading astrophysics for people in a hurry. Yeah, astrophysics. You like that book. Yeah, That's I like good. it. Have you, have you read uh, Death by Black Hole? No. The, I, so these are books by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I want to read his other books. That was Right now it's the only book I've had time to read because yeah. I've just been so busy. But yeah, no, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson... Uh, I, I love like anytime he's on Rogan, I listen to star talk for the longest time, yeah. his podcast, but I mean, I, I, so as a researcher, you know, he's not, he's not going to win a Nobel prize, but as an educator, he's probably the most important educator that we have right now in the world right. went to fight off some of the like illiteracy when it comes to science, te te science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. One of the reasons why we're falling behind, and I'm, I, I know this is probably outside the purview of this episode, but one of the reasons why we can, back in 2015, before the 2016 election, we start believing in, in things like vaccines cause autism, or we start believing in things like um, flat earth, is because we have a, a pretty scientifically illiterate populace. Because after we, you know, space race ended and we got to the moon before the Russians, we just didn't emphasize, you know, algebra and calculus and things like right. that for for. People, people can can graduate from college and not just have a basic understanding of geography or geometry or mathematics or you know uh, anything like history, anthropology, anything like they just really it, it's arts and scientists and participation trophies and then you just get an A and you go on with your college degree that's pretty much meaningless now and so that's essentially where we are and that's the reason why we can get fooled and believe things like ivermectin cures a fucking virus like that no we don't. <laughs> It's an anti-parasite. Just take it. Just it take it. COVID it will be no more. Yeah. It's just like, it's like one of these things where it's like, well, no, it's not that I, I'm pro or anti-vax. I just know that ivermectin is an anti-parasitic. It's not an antiviral. Like, right. I, I knew that from the <laughs> gate. Like it was just so crazy that I was sitting there watching these people like argue that the sky is green. It was nuts. So that, that kind of stuff is, um, is, is it happens because you have a scientifically illiterate populace. So also though, on top of having the fascination though you served in the united states air force yeah as i mean well. I, I did have a top secret government clearance and some of my opinions may or may not have been uh uh, uh see i didn't i didn't know that till now i knew well, you were yeah. you were a captain yeah all, all, every officer what is that oh i was an o3 uh, so, okay. so every officer has a, a tssci so okay yeah. yeah my uh my grandfather my uncles work for homeland security and they do re they do background checks for clearance? Yeah, for sure. I had, I had the come. I was working at a strip club when I joined the military, and so the the federal officers came and questioned my boss. It was really funny. He goes, They're like, "How many he, times he did go, he have a titty dance on the job?" All right. He goes, "Is Mr. Sartain? Uh, is there anything wrong with him? Do, do you stand up for his character?" He goes, "Oh, he's a great guy. Other than the heroin problem, he's a great dude." <laughs> That's what my boss told the federal. He goes, no, I'm just kidding. Right, right. Uh, so today I brought you on because one. Your retired Air Force, you know. Yeah. So you weren't a pilot. You were what? What exactly would you do so, in so the military? So civilian, I was a pilot. As okay. in the military, I was a navigator. I was an instructor navigator. So okay, uh, I, I flew a KC one thirty five, a Strato tanker, which is a Boeing seven hundred seven, where they take out all the uh, the the 
the luggage compartment and they fill it with these massive fuel bladders. So it can hold, I, I forget now, I think maximum takeoff is like 181,000 pounds or something wow. like that. No, maybe 210. I can't remember what it was. Forgive me, guys. It's been 11 years. But uh, I think we can hold like 100, more than 100,000 pounds of gas, 150, 180,000 pounds of gas. Now, we can't take off full unless it's like cold and dry and we're at sea level. But like when we were in the Middle East, we would take off with like 100, 120,000 pounds of gas. And we'd dump that gas off into a B2, a B1, uh, F15. Oh, F-15. so it's like a refill. We'd refuel them in the air. Ah, okay, okay. I, I liked this job because I was having to do math for the receiver and the tanker. The tanker has to be at a place and at a time at a certain altitude and distance. It's not like we can just meet up and have coffee. The the, the two aircraft have to maintain airspeed. So right, because you're, you're literally in the air and yeah. you're you're going against the rotation of the yeah, earth. And- 0.72 Mach, so like 420 knots, something around there. We both have to be going 420 knots and meet up with each other where the two aircraft are touching. And that's easy. That's that's easier said than done. Right. Because they have to be. It's not just that you're at the same place at the same time. You have to be going the same direction at the same altitude. And so then the other thing is. Um, in the same speed. The other concept was when we we would refuel aircraft that had propellers on it, like not jets, so C-130s or whatever, we had to go 190 knots. So that means we had to pull the flaps out and then pitch the nose over and go so that the AC-130 or whatever we were refueling was able to catch up to us so that we could refuel it. And that became like... I mean, that stuff is crazy to me. It's still, I still can't believe we were able to pull some of that stuff off. But we I mean, we never had a, an AR go bad ever. We had a couple of morons that like, would do brute force disconnects where they pulled the nose over and just pop the, pop the, the, the boom out of the deal, um, out of the receptacle. But other than that, it was pretty cool. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was a cool job. I thought it was a cool job because I was able to do quick math. And that quick math helped me later on to become, when I was a financial trader, I felt like it was the same skill set. Right, yeah, it, it directly translates into what you were doing. Yeah, now for the most part, for sure. So, being in the Air Force, uh, being up in the air, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm just reaching for straws here, but I would like to s- say that maybe you've seen some things that are out of the ordinary. Uh, in yeah, the sky. I saw, dude, I saw a, a lightning cloud over. It was so we were on the border of Iraq and Iran, and we saw a lightning cloud. Um, no, no, wait, were we in Pakistan? I can't remember. But we saw this lightning cloud that was in that was in Iran. Well, we couldn't, I mean, we could see it because it was like 50 miles, not 50 right. miles away, but like 10, 15 miles away. And it was like this lightning thing was just striking the mountain over and over. It was fucking incredible to look at. That kind of stuff was really cool that we see it. But And then I do think we were probably painted a couple of times by like surface to air missiles, but like nobody ever fired anything at us. Oh my God. That I'm, that I'm aware <laughs> of. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like like if, right. if somebody shot an SA-7 at a, at a Boeing 707, the best you do is probably blow up one engine those wings are the wings on the aircraft are the most sturdy part of the aircraft what is it it's a boeing 707 yeah it was a boeing george can you pull that up i just want to see for visual reference what that looks like just look up kc-135 because that's there's boeing 707s that are not kc-135s so so you know there's no example like i i I don't think there was a single b-52 shot down during vietnam like so so it's really hard with four engine aircraft even if you do get an sa lock a surface air missile lock on there Unless it's like a big, heavy-duty Russian one, the handheld SA-7s, those things are not going to shoot down a KC-135. Right? Maybe if you get if you get the helicopter. So you sure. were you were in the the top vehicle. Correct. I was in the top vehicle. Yeah. That's, that's probably a, you that's, right there, right? <laughs> uh, let me see. What's the what's the guard sign on the? No, the, we didn't have a red tail. Mac- okay, it's Mac- a ZZ. Yeah, McConnell was blue. That's a different. I don't know what ZZ is. Z-A-Z or maybe Mac- it's twenty-two. Uh, no, I can't tell. We were the, yeah, they were definitely easy. I was at the 22nd air refueling wing at Mitch, at McConnell Air Force Base in Wichita, Kansas. And then I was at the, uh, 19th air refueling group at, uh, Robbins Air Force Base in Warner Robbins, Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you've, you've seen crazy stuff like, 
like you know storms and you know lightning striking the same place multiple times but like anything unexplainable no uh i mean the only thing unexplainable is how the fuck we're still flying a 50 year old airplane that thing would catch on fire <laughs> i've been in four i've been in four aircraft that were on fire and it was just like one of these things where nobody was panicking except me because they were so used to it they'd just take a fire extinguisher put out a fire and right you're like isn't that normal like yeah it just kind of happens it's totally normal like you don't understand like this the 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 last flight I did was a 1957 model KC-135. And it was just like one of these, it was so bonkers to consider. It was a 62-year-old aircraft because I was, it was 09 was my last flight. And um, and I was just sitting there like, how in the world is this thing? The, the, and the, the seatbelt was factory, meaning the seatbelt was at the end of Korean the Korean War when the, completely all that seatbelt flew, that seatbelt flew sorties in Vietnam. Right. Right. That seatbelt flew sorties over uh, the the first Iraq War. That's yeah, that, that seatbelt was around when my grandfather served in the Navy. Just crazy in fa- the seventies. The fan the fan is also factory. It's covered in rust. <laughs> it's covered in rust. Like a sixty year old fan that I'm up there looking at it was just crazy. Uh, some of the things the nav station most. I mean, the avionics were obviously different, but like it was just it's one of the craziest things. Like when you uh, when you're in that aircraft because they just keep putting on new parts to right. an old to an old frame. So. That part was nuts, but as far as seeing aliens, no, there were no there were no, no aliens over ever? over Pakistan. So is or it, why is it only fighter pilots see that? Then is it maybe because they're more interested in these fast moving? I, I mean, so, so one of the things that I, I'm having an issue with because your audience is not going to like this, but the whole thing with the the tic tac that was floating over and the navy right, pilot right. who saw it or whatever, man, I'm just like, look at our phones, man. I can shoot at I can shoot at sixty frames a second at four K, and this is what you got, bro. This is all yeah, you got. Th- that is fair because like now I'm getting now that I am more in this uh, a public figure in this space I get video sent to me all the time and I'm like why is this shot on a Nokia yeah why is it why like guys are you seriously telling me that all this footage of these alien spacecraft is so shitty no man I just don't believe it like that whole thing I do I do I think it's a hoax I do think you know I I think that those those pilots need to question what they saw a little bit more I, I, I don't believe I think okay here's the thing if that was some sort of craft that was floating around, maybe it was like a drone or something like that. It was made by Earthlings on Earth. Okay, right. There's no. This is going to be another really disappointing thing for your audience. <laughs> no alien life form has ever or will ever get to this planet. Now, unless they have faster than light travel, it's not going to happen. Right. Because this is the problem. Right. This is a simple problem. It the nearest star to our star, which is called Sol, is called Proxima Centauri. Proxima meaning it's the closest star. It is 4.1 light years away, which is t- over 24 trillion, with a T, like in Tommy, trillion miles away. It would take, like at the speed of light, it would take 4.1 years to get there. We can't even go 1% the speed of light. So let's just say by some miracle, we, had, we up, end up like developing, like on the show, The Expanse, an Epstein drive that lets us go 1% the speed of light. Now it's only 400 years for us to get to the nearest star. Right. And, and the likelihood of there being life near the nearest star is like, you know, one in 10,000. So it's pretty, more than that, 100,000. There is life. There are aliens. There are living creatures on other planets. They're just so infant. They're just so astronomically far away from us. We're just not going to get there. We're not going to see them. That so that's the issue. We did. We know they exist because you know with, with the new James Webb Telescope and, and other telescopes, we're able to see that there's there's other planets that are within the Goldilocks zone that have methane, oxygen, carbon dioxide, things like that. Yeah, they have all the molecules for life. Yeah, they're correct. And so so because of that, the likelihood that none of them would have ever had life, it's just it's just too small. It's it seems silly. The other one is 
the theory about panspermia. That's a what real, is that what, for anybody who doesn't know what is that? Yeah, panspermia is one of my favorite theories because it's like it's very hard to falsify this. So the the idea is there's this thing called a tardigrade. It's called a water bear, and they we we found them. Scientists found them frozen in uh, the, at the North Pole and thawed them out, and they lived right. after after being frozen for thousands of years. So somebody came up with a crazy idea. What if we put these tardigrades in hard vacuum? Meaning, like, put them up in the uh, ISS. These things are microscopic. You can right. see, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They, like, have, like, they're tiny. Hundreds of them would live in like a, a little drop of water. So, what if we put these little tardigrades in a um, in, a, in in hard vacuum? So, let's take them out to the ISS. We'll leave them out in hard vacuum for like a couple of hours, and let's see what happened. And they fucking lived, dude. They lived. So, what is what is, what is the what does that mean? Why would also there's certain tardigrades that live now down near volcanic vents down in the bottom of the ocean as well. So okay. what, why would evolution, why would there be, why would natural selection choose for some life form to be able to exist in hard vacuum, to go into stasis in hard vacuum? Why? The, the, the reason, one of the theories would be is because that's how life got to this planet in the first place. There was an asteroid that came and hit the planet and that asteroid had tardigrades, probably not tardigrades, but uh, tardigrades would be the descendant of this creature. Right, right. Would have come down and then put single cell microbial life on on planet Earth or more importantly, would have put DNA on planet Earth, which would eventually through natural selection have ended up creating the different forms of mammals, fungi, you know, plants, whatever. Um, and then eventually homo, homo sapiens. So so that that is the concept of panspermia. And if we ever put men on Mars and we dig in the ground and we find some evidence of microbial life that existed on Mars, the first thing we're going to check and see, does this thing have DNA? If it has DNA, then we then that sort of proves panspermia. Okay. That, that, that life came here on an asteroid as opposed to being built and created in some primordial soup where lightning apparently hit some pond full of amino acids and poof life was created that's that's the other theory <laughs> what do you mean god didn't do it <laughs> yeah so that's the other theory but the problem is we've you know we haven't been able to recreate that so pansperm i think the idea of like the the microbial soup theory has just as much evidence for it as the panspermia idea however the existence of tardigrades sort of lends itself towards panspermia so we have i would like to think it's rollo commenting uh the rational male saying we have 4k streaming video from the surface of Mars, but we can't get anything better than a grainy dot on an ultra green scope of a UFO. Yeah, kind of goes back to but what wait, you're let, saying. Let's say UFO and aliens are not are two separate things. So, right. let, like, let's let's go ahead and dispel another myth. Your 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 audience is going to fucking hate me. So, <laughs> the reason why the Area 51 exists is you know do you know why? It's just the it's the Nellis test range. So right. we use the Nellis test range for a couple things. There's this thing called Red Flag. You guys can look it up. It's open source, and basically we play a game of Madden, but it's like all the red air versus blue air. The red air is a bunch of old school, like lieutenant colonels that are in old jets, and they're what's called the aggressors. They have what are called aggressor squadrons in the U.S. Air Force and, and the Navy. And then the the blue air are the young lieutenants and first second lieutenants, first lieutenants, captains who are just learning to fly. And they're going up. And every day in red flag, the opponents get harder and harder and harder till the last day you're flying up against fucking F-22s and, like, you have no shot. So, like, right. it's, it's basically a, an exercise. We use the Nellis test range in order to do that. In fact, we drop inert bombs in the Nellis test range. We'll drop a bomb. It won't explode, but we're just trying to hit a target right. in the Nellis test range. That's what we use it for. There's a place in the Nellis test range called Groom Lake. Yep. Groom Lake is what Area 51 is. And why is it a lake? Is because when we were st when we were testing these experimental aircraft, like for instance, the one that Chuck Yeager went Mach 1 in. Right. 
or it went 100,000 feet in. When we're testing these aircraft, we don't know the parameters upon which they can land. These aircraft, like uh, if you ever landed a U-2, it's very, not, not probably not a great deal of your audience has landed a U-2. No. <laughs> but, but if you've ever seen a U-2 land, there's a lot of difficulties with landing it. And so having a, a lake, a lake bed, you have a 360 degree runway. Does that make sense? Right. So you can land in any in, in any configuration you want. You have h- miles of runway. That, that's what makes it safer in order to land at Groom Lake. Does that make sense? Right. So that's the that's the point of it. And so we were te- so before the F one seventeen. Remember F one seventeen F one seventeen. You guys know what an F one seventeen is, right? It's a bomber. We called it a fighter to throw off the Russians. It's a stealth bomber. Right, the B two was tested there. The F fifteen, the F sixteen, the F twenty two, the F thirty five. They were all tested at Groom Lake before they went into production. And so, the reason why we don't want people going to Area fifty one is because this is where we test top secret aircraft before they become right. Public. Because and like I was reading about that with the because uh, I saw the new Top Gun movie. Yeah, and it was a plot line that they could only use the older jets because they didn't want to show on one. It wouldn't make sense for the shots because. They everybody you know sorry yeah. to break it but any shot you see of somebody in the jet they're in the the back seat. yeah they're in the they're in the so the, the camera the, could the, fit the CISO yeah uh, yeah the but the, they didn't yeah. want to use the new jets and so that was always the saying like they have these fifth generation jets because we didn't want to yeah okay. show so, so everybody what these new jets there, are there's this incredible love and we, we and, and rightfully so because the 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 era of dogfighting was incredible especially right. World War One and World War Two. Once we get into Korea, this is the first time we start fighting battles with jets. And at this point, we actually have like a, a kill-death ratio where MiGs and Sukhois are fighting against American uh, F-15s, F-16s. Well, not in Korea. In Korea, it would have been like F-4s. But uh, actually, I, I, maybe I got my timeline wrong. No, that would have been Vietnam. But like we're, we're having – this is the first time where we're having air-to-air combat between jet aircraft, right? Once the Americans create the F-15 and the F-16, I don't think an, an F-15 has ever been shot down. I think they've one has, has crashed before. But like once we got to the level of the 15 and the 16 – What was had, used in, uh, in Desert Storm? 15s and 16s, yeah. Because I, I remember seeing that Yo, one an, of ours an, was an shot F, down. An F-117 was shot down, and it was completely a fucking magic bullet. Total, okay, but yeah. other than but that's like the anomaly Total, of all of these it, it was a, It was some flak, and I believe it was in Bosnia, and it was a piece of flak that went through an F-117 and shot. It was F-117 or a U-2 or a B-1. Somebody correct me in the, in the audience. Right. Anyway, they still have the, I think, they still have the, the fuselage. But and the uh, the the pilot ejected or whatever, but it was total total randomness. Like they weren't able to to shoot this down this thing down. In fact, a KC one thirty five has never been shot down. I don't believe a B fifty two ever was ever shot down in Vietnam. Like we had total and complete air superiority and dominance. And then what would happen is when the F one seventeen came out, which was the first stealth aircraft, now complete radar. Uh, not complete, but like our radar signature was tiny. Then the, the people don't know this. The B-1 actually doesn't have a very big radar signature, but it's not quite stealth. The B-2 is stealth. The F-22 and the F-35 are both stealth aircraft. And so these other countries are still like, even to this day, The it was funny because the Chinese... Uh, they they launched uh, the, what their first stealth aircraft, and the the Indians were able to see them at 500 miles. Like they're they are <laughs> so far behind us as far as stealth aircraft is concerned that uh, you because they just know it's so expensive to maintain this kind of stuff. Right, and that's why you know we don't have free healthcare here. Well, that is part of the reason. Uh, <laughs> that's it was, like it the fun. joke. It's like that's the, why Russia wants to find out so bad why the U.S. doesn't have free healthcare. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> uh, so I remember when the the when Cowboy Stadium first opened, I believe in 20, 2009, 2010 in Arlington. Uh, the first game, a B-2 flew over the uh, Cowboy Stadium from Knob Noster, Missouri. And I remember thinking that that stadium cost $1.1 billion to build, and that B-2 was $1.2 billion. 
<laughs> there you go. The host of Gridiron Junkies back there, George. How does yeah. that make you feel? Damn, bro. Gotta love America. I love America because that 1.2 billion, like, you know, keeps football alive. Which, you know. <laughs> Especially after last night. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. So, so yeah, I mean, it was. Um, I forgot what the original question was, but you know, we have we had such an ad, uh, uh, advantage, especially after. I mean, even Vietnam, we had a pretty significant advantage. But after Vietnam, we had such a major advantage as far as like. Do you realize that there's? Uh, we're way off topic here, but there's there's these. <laughs> I don't these, think there is such thing as these, off topic on these, this show. But these Russian troops in Ukraine right now, you know what they can't use? GPS, right? Because we're not going to let them use it. You know right. what, like, do, do, like the, the Americans probably have EA-6B prowlers flying over Ukraine right now, and the, 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 the Russians have no, they can't use the radios. All we have to do is figure out one, intercept one radio transmission on Russian signals, even if it's encrypted, and we just block that signal. Like, the Russians right. can't see, they can't hear, and that's the reason why they, like, th does anyone else, like, a little confused how it'll be a year here in next month since, no, they invaded in um, March. So it'll be in, in two months. They I want to say it was it was February because okay, February. I was still at my old job before okay. I started here when they invaded. We're at eleven months and they can't take Kiev. Is that not a little strange to you? Yeah, that yeah, that's I'm supposed very to hear that Russia is su supposed. No, Michael, Russia has ICBMs. Do you know how expensive it is to to maintain the fissile material in an ICBM? Do you know how cold you have to keep that fucking hydrogen for thirty years? You have to keep hydrogen super cooled that whole time, and you think Russia has Russia, which by the way has an economy smaller than Italy, is somehow supposed to pay for all that shit, and then they have an army on top of it. But this army supposedly can't take Kiev, but I knew but they have ICBMs. Does yeah. anybody? else like seeing the fucking problem I here. Knew it they're was playing over. a game of they're playing a game of poker here and they're and we're and like this this war has actually shown that their hand they just got a they got a two three offset. Like that's all they've got. <laughs> they've been bluffing this whole time. Right. I, I knew it was over when like a week into the invasion they were like, yeah, they sent special forces. Here's the pictures of their dead bodies and I was like, oh already? Like they landed and they're already dead? Like yeah. oh that should say hey, something. For, for those of for those of you who want to talk shit, the United States took over Iraq, which had a standing military of six million people, which was bigger than the U.S. Army. We took that that country over in 21 days, and I think we lost two tanks and one plane. Like, are you serious? Like, this is not even it's not even comparable. So Russia kind of showed its hand, showed its ineptitude by sitting there trying to invade, invade Ukraine. The idea, and here's the other thing: I talked to a buddy of mine who's German, and he said that petroleum prices have come down because Germany is now starting to make petroleum deals with other countries. Right, yeah. Like Russia has like completely taken a shotgun to their own dick at this point. Like <laughs> this is one of the stupidest right. political moves I've ever seen. Like you forced like the first off the NATO was telling Germany stop using this Russian oil. Right, it, everyone was using Russian oil, but yeah. they're like, "You need to stop depending. You're buying fifty percent of your supply from this." Yeah, I, I remember seeing a video maybe six months ago where everyone was like, "Hey, it's getting real cold this, in the winter. This, what are they going to do for?" You're, you're for buying oil? petroleum from this one country that tried to invade you three times. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or you tried to invade them three times, and, and like you're trying to you buy their, your oil from them, and then like now this has forced them to try to buy oil from other South America, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, United States, and so because of that, oil prices in Germany have actually gone down to like. Moderate levels, and now what's 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 happened? Russia is now like, oh, we have alternatives to you. You're like, this is so erratic. I'm not buying oil from a country that's just uh, ad hoc invading other countries. Like, I'm just not gonna. <laughs> I just choose to not do that. Now, what happens? You know, this is a th that ends up being a next. They're gonna a problem. be like, you know what, China, your time has come to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like Alabama being ranked preseason number one and then losing to UL you know University of Louisiana Monroe. They're not ranked. <laughs> 
that's what's happened. Like, like Ukraine is UL Monroe. That's what's happened. And they're losing this battle to them. And they are losing. I don't care what you guys say. They're, yeah, the fact that it's been, like you said, almost a year it's and they a, still a, can't even get the 11 months and you can't get Kiev. There is a serious, serious problem here. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things. And, man, these pro-Russian guys come on and they leave these stupid asinine comments on my on my whole thing. And, like, dude, like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into this political thing. But I'm like, you, got, you let the fucking Afghans beat your ass in 83 and you're sitting there talking shit to us? Like, it's so ridiculous <laughs> to me. It's so ridiculous to me. Seventy percent of people in Russia believe that we didn't land on the moon, dude. Get get a life, man. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. So and let's, I, let's and, I, and I love Russian people, right? But, I, but their government is just. You guys have been sold a bill of goods, man. I'm sorry. So let's jump to that because uh, I know I, the first time I had ever met you uh, was the 24 hour podcast here. Yeah, and you came on with like what was it 50, 50 different models? Uh, granted, on like Zoom no, and everything, it was like six. It was like six. Six. Or seven. Okay, yeah. still came on with a bunch of of hot women, and yeah. then you instantly you weren't like. Tell me about you. You're like, so let me tell you all about the moon landing mm -hmm. straight up. Yeah. I don't think it was faked because yeah. everybody's like, it was CGI. And then you look at what CGI was back then. You're like, yeah. there's no. In 69. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I don't want to say I believe, but I could see the possibility of it being like, a, oh, we said we did. So with the we could say we beat the Russians. But then you you have all this evidence that I know you'll get into hey, here in a second. You, you know what I love? How you know what I love? Why don't the moon landing deniers go pull up that video of Khrushchev congratulating the United States for landing on the fucking moon? <laughs> Why don't they ever do that? Isn't that funny? Khrushchev? How Khrushchev was was how do you, how do you spell that? Congratulating the fucking come, think of maybe it was Brezhnev, I, but I'm pretty sure it was Khrushchev. Congratulating the Americans for landing on the moon. What, okay, if the whole Earth is flat or if the moon landing is fake, who would be the first people to call out the United States? Russia, especially Russia. then. Bro, I like it's so crazy. Any evidence? Here's the difference between the ultimate difference between flat earthers, moon landing deniers, and scientists is that I consistently, and other scientists, I'm not a scientist, but other scientists consistently question their own beliefs. Right. That's flat the point earthers of science. never question their own beliefs. Uh, flat Earth or uh, moon landing deniers never question their beliefs. I was talking to one moon landing denier who was explaining to me that Neil Armstrong wasn't allowed to give interviews, and then I showed her like five interviews that he did. Like, <laughs> like you like read the day he landed. Like too. you read this and you believed it without checking for yourself because you right. don't try to disprove your own belief. Like I am constantly trying to disprove my own beliefs always. And the other thing that I found, like that's that's how these conspiracies work. You know, um, I talked to one. She was an. I briefly dated this one playmate, and she was a, used to be an NCO in the in the Marine Corps. And when when she she went into a tent one time, and there was this other NCO who gave her a five terabyte hard drive, which was all this flat Earth stuff. And she's never questioned any of it since. You then. said a terabyte, a t five terabytes, five terabytes. Yeah. Man, that that sounds like something you would get uh, rated for. Yeah. So she <laughs> exactly. And she just watched the, all these these videos about flat Earth, and she, she since then she's never questioned whether or not the Earth is flat. She doesn't look for evidence. Like for instance, if I'm in Buenos Aires, if I'm in Sydney, and if I'm in um, uh, Johannesburg, and I look directly south, one eight zero direct. I'm sorry, yeah, one eight zero. Look directly south. I'm going to see the Southern Cross in all three of those places. Well, according to flat Earth, I'm you know the pizza Earth. I'm facing three different directions. Why do I see the same thing in all three directions? Right, because right. the earth unassailably the earth is round. Yeah. And it's funny because every time someone brings up that argument, like when I did it and when Professor Dave did it, their their counter to it is different. Their counter to it keeps having to change because it's such yeah, an Yeah, they have to try argument. to they have to try to okay, that that one didn't work. Let me try this one. I the the my main uh argument that the earth is round is not even my it's Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about when he was at the tallest building in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. 
and you know they were doing Ramadan, and he was saying that the upper floors had to fast a few minutes longer than everybody else because they could see, you know, they could see over and they would see the sun. Oh, they longer. could see the sun longer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that's one of them. Uh, I mean, the other one is. Uh, the the idea that the moon is a projection on a dome that's around us, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, okay, well, if it's a, if it's a projection, or if the moon is four thousand miles above the the planet, that that means when I'm standing in the southern tip of Argentina, or when I'm standing in Nome, Alaska, I should see two different parts of the moon. If the moon is a three dimensional sphere, I should see a forty five degree or a ninety degree difference of the at the aspect of the moon. But I always see the same side of the moon. Right. No matter what, because it's tidally locked to the earth. The other problem is if it is a dome, when I'm in the North Pole or the South Pole, I should see an oval. But I see a circle. Right. I see the same circle from every place. And the answer is because it's 238,000 miles away. It's not 4,000 miles away. The other thing is when I shine a light at it and the light comes back, it takes 2.2 seconds to get there because the speed of light is 186,282 miles a second. So when I do the math, it should come out to 2.2 seconds, and that's what I see. If I believe what the flat earth is saying, it's 4,000 miles away, then that means the speed of light is 8,000 miles a second. That is so easily provable to be wrong. You can right. literally stand on two mountaintops and test the speed of light, yeah. and you can see that it's not 8,000 miles a second. So like things like that that are just unassailable proof that the earth is, that the earth is round, people have such a hard time with it. But the, the reason why is because they don't look for disproofs of their own beliefs. I constantly, when it comes to evolutionary psychology, any of the stuff Rollo talks about with Red Pill, anything, any of my beliefs about intersexual dynamics, any of my beliefs about natural selection, or any of my beliefs about astronomy and physics, any of my beliefs about virology, all those beliefs come from the, from the idea that I can kept trying to disprove them. I kept trying to say, okay, what is the other side to this? And whenever I looked at the other side, it was always like some uncredible, like Old Testament person saying that we didn't come from monkeys. That's your argument against natural selection? <laughs> really? So George, there's a comment I want you to, to pull up if you can. It's for, it's uh, the- Start reading it, I'll get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from Of Air and Sea. It says, ask him why we, can, why, uh, we can't go back to the moon then. We can go back to the moon. So, and this oh, is a legit so question the, I have. The why question is why, we? okay, so this is the answer. Now here's the thing. I'm curious if this person is going to listen to what I said and then do research to see that everything I'm saying is true, or, or if they're just going to, or, or if they're, or they're just, or they think they got me on this one. Here's the reason why: it was unfathomably expensive for us to go to the moon in the first place. Right. We sent, we had six, we had sent seven missions. Apollo 13 didn't land. We had six missions land on the moon. So 12 men have walked on the moon. And that that and it's always been it's been a different two every every one of those six from 1969 to 1971. Afterwards, a bill was posed in front of Richard Nixon, and the bill said, "Do we want to go to Mars or do we want to create the SDS program?" And and Nixon said, "We're going to create the SDS program." There's no fertile land on the moon for us to go to the moon. Once we were there, and we actually were there, and we were able to send probes. We actually have satellites around the moon now. When we when we were able to do that, there was no further advent for us. Like at the time, I don't think I believe you can mine hydrogen three on the moon. I don't I don't know this to be a fact, but I think you can. Like that's the only like viable financial reason. Yeah, for there's us to go there's to the moon. nothing to gain. There's no, no, there's no exclusive you, resource. You can't launch missiles from a from a from a satellite that's two hundred thirty eight thousand miles from the Earth. It doesn't work. Like if you launched a missile at Russia from the moon, the Russia would have three days to react. It's like there's no there's no like <laughs> right. there's no strategic military advantage to being on the moon. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why we didn't go. So we we're far less advanced than we are now. Uh, back in 69. So that's the reason. It was incredibly expensive. So we had to save up all of our money for one trip to Mars, or we could do what the SDS shuttle program, which is Space Shuttle Columbia Space Shuttle. And we did. Obviously, we chose the SDS shuttle program. Right. And we had we had a ton of, of advents from that. I think the ISS has been an incredible scientific advancement for us, having people go live up in space for a year and stuff like that. I think yep. that's, that's fantastic. So that was the reason why. 
because there's no reason to go. There was no financial or military or political reason to go to the moon. Now, if other countries started going up there and planting flags, we would go up to the moon, but no country had done it since. And that's the reason why we hadn't, why we hadn't gone back. There is the, in order for us to do something that big, you have, it's almost like, um, you know, you, you get up to your bench press max, you do 375 and like, you're like at this point, like you're, you've been dieting, you've been training every day. And like, after a while you go back to normal and like, you don't ever get back to that max again. It's, it's just like, you don't need a reason to do it. Like you're 40 years old. You're not playing pro football. Like you don't need to carry all this money. You have to have a reason to take, to expend that level of energy. And the United States didn't have a reason because we had no one to compete against. That's the actual reason. So Tristan Darshan, uh, asks, why is the UN map a flat earth model then? I think it's just so you can see it all in one time. Like, like I don't. That question so, feels so, so, like so, so, redundant. The UN Earth is the UN map is not a flat Earth model. What happened is the flat Earth adopted something. Right? They're like, look, look, this is ours. This is ours. Yeah. The United Nations existed before this modern era of flat Earthness, and so they've conflated the two things as cause and effect. No, that it's just they wanted to show that there's there's a what's called a relief map where you peel out the yeah, Earth, yeah. you peel out the map and it looks like an orange peel or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just a way of describe because you're describing a three dimensional object on two. dimensions. Dimensional space, and that's yeah, like it's it's done with. I mean, literally, yeah. It's it's just a way of seeing the entire Earth without having to keep scrolling or. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the answer. That's your answer. So uh, let's let's go. So a a big thing I've always seen is like NASA is using Photoshop and CGI and all that. And um, what I have gathered uh, from what I have looked into it is they they don't they use Photoshop just to make it more. Okay, so like visible. So if that makes sense. Let, let's let's look at the difference between a phony photo and composite photos. Correct. Okay? This is where people get confused. If I take a panoramic shot using my iPhone, it is a composite of several different shots combined together. Okay, the Earth is twenty four thousand nine hundred miles around. Normal photography at at certain altitudes is not capable of getting that entire image in one shot. Okay. Right. And so in order to do that, it will be a composite of several photos. That's different from a hoax fake photo. All right. right. That, that's, it's complete, the whole things are completely different. Also, are the colors changed? Yes, because sometimes you know, there may be you know, cloud cover or the earth may just be bland or whatever. That's the, this, this concept that, that there's no actual photos from space is utter and complete nonsense. There clearly is. In fact, there's satellite imagery from space of your house, and they're like, well, no, those are from balloons. The flat earthers believe there's balloons that are up there doing that. No, this is just its like complete and total nonsense. Here's the thing. When you read Principia, which is the book written by Isaac Newton back in 1689, where he he discusses how the gravitation works, you do that mathematics, you find out that it's it's about five miles a second in order to get into orbit, about 11 miles a second to leave the Earth's gravity well. So when you find that when you find those numbers out, it's just a simple mathematical equation. The question you need to ask yourself is like what not why or if there are satellites that go around the planet or whether or not we got to the moon. The question you need to ask yourself is if the math is clearly stated in front of me, what is the obstacle stopping me from making this happen? Right. It's not fuel payload. We figured out we have a, a, a fuel source. We can use oxygen and mix it. We can mix hydrogen with oxygen and we can expel energy. It's an exothermal reaction that we can expel in space. Like the math, the math exists. The physics, the ke- the material physics exists in order to get us into space. Anyone with a PhD or a master's degree in physics can clearly see this. So the question is, you have to come up with some other reason why we didn't go. Does that make sense? Right. Because the math clearly shows we could have gone. 
And that's the that's the issue that I have is that people are like not questioning their own beliefs. I question whether or not we landed on the moon. And so here's what I looked at. I saw a couple of things when the when they first uh, when the eagle lands the first time, you see this ripple effect in the sand that's underneath the the lander, and that ripple effect can only be achieved in. A vacuum. If you take a if you take a blow dryer and you shoot it on sand out at the beach, you're going to see just a normal disbursement pattern. You're not right. going to see a ripple effect. The ripple effect only happens in a vacuum. In 1969, we didn't have vacuum chambers big enough in order to pull something like that off. Okay, that wasn't a function of CGI. That can only happen in a vacuum. So I do know that that is an image of an object landing on um, landing on in a vacuum. This idea was like, well, they were able to talk to the president, and that was impossible. No, you know what's between the Earth and the Moon? Nothing. <laughs> space. Space. <laughs> nothing. Oh my God, I can't believe they got a signal. No, they did. There's, there's nothing interfering there's with There's nothing that interfering with it. It's just fucking space. It was not that big of a deal. Like to me, it's like there's more interference between a phone call between Des Moines and New York City than there is between New York City and, and space. You just need to uh, increase the fucking power of the signal. That's all. It's so crazy to me that there's simple physical. Uh, explanations that can be answered by simple physics, and yet people still choose to believe that this stuff didn't happen. There were components from the uh, Gemini and um, Apollo projects that were created in all 50 states, and there were 600,000 people involved in both of those projects, and all of them were liars? All of them were fooled? Bro, it would have been easier to land on the moon than to fake a moon landing. That's the problem. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> That's the problem that I have is like people have such a hard time with this because they don't understand the fit. Oh, it's a flimsy little machine that landed on the moon. Yeah, flimsy. It's one-sixth the Earth's gravity. What did you want? A semi-truck? What were you looking for to land on the moon, bro? Yeah. Like you wanted a big old spring-loaded? No, you didn't need any of those things. You needed light things because those light things could land and then take off from the moon's surface. That, that lunar uh, rover, it's still there. We didn't take it back with us. Yeah, yeah. The, like, there's still, like, most of that stuff is still there, here's, right? Here's my other favorite part, is that the Indian Space Administration, the Russian Space Administration, the fucking, uh, the, the, the Chinese Space Administration, they've sent probes up to the moon. And they've, the probes have taken pictures of where the, the, the original landing site was in the Sea of Tranquility. And guess what? The shit is still there. It's there. And the Chinese say it's there. And the Russians say it there. And the Indians say it there. So it's it's a complete worldwide conspiracy that we're all like, come on, man. You think we're going to go to war with Russia, but they're going to hold our lies for us? Dude, please. Like, yeah, they'd be the first ones to be like, nah, that Ru shit is Russia bullshit. Would they be, didn't go. Russia would be the first country snitching on us in two seconds. Are you kidding me? Like, it's so crazy that these people, they believe in one thing and not the other. And it's just, it's just, it's nonsense. My whole, the whole point of this, because I know a lot of conspiracy theorist people are like they're they're gnashing their teeth and clenching their butthole right now because they're angry at me question your own beliefs if you want to make a million dollars question your own beliefs if you want to get good at networking question your own your beliefs if you want to get a better job question your own beliefs if you want to get uh better with women question your own beliefs so that you can come up with an actual testable theory for how the world works i think a lot of people just need to relearn the scientific theory yeah, the scientific method. The yeah, scientific the, method, the method. Yeah, the scientific method is to disprove your own hypothesis. Correct. And a lot of people have a hard time with that idea because their ego wants them to believe it's feels over reels. We gave way too many. We gave way too many kids in the '80s and '90s and the 2000s participation trophies, and so they started believing that their feeling about being a winner actually made them a winner. Then the world came and smacked them in the fucking face, and then they started crying foul. No, no, you should have been. You, no, I'm telling you right now. I, I'm. I'm. 
against bullying, but I will tell you that me dealing with bullies when I was in junior high and high school helped me to form a personality and to like some some strength in life so that I was able to deal with adversity. Right, right, right of course. So, so that's the thing. We, we took that away. And so what's happened is these people feel entitled to an opinion based on their on their feelings. Feelings do not change facts. Dude, I posted this thing the other day. It's like there is no there is no your truth or their truth. There's just one objective truth. And this guy actually, this fucking like soy boy cuck just like started arguing with me <laughs> about how no, everyone's truth is, is uh, everyone's there's truth everybody's is subjective. Per, he, he missed the word. It's everybody's perspective. Yeah, your perspective. You can have your own perspective. Yeah, but the, and you are, totally, you are totally allowed to your own feelings about those perspectives. But your feelings do not change the fact that the speed of, that gravity is 9.81 meters per second squared and that the sky is blue yeah it just you, happens it whether just, you want it to or not correct it just happens there is a uh, there a, is an objective truth oj did or did not kill nicole there is an objective truth <laughs> i mean but right? that, that's a perspective thing if you ask him he just said it's not, if uh, i had to no, no, no they, they we can all have perspectives and we can all have opinions but it either did or this is not a like him killing nicole is not a quantum state it, it did or did not yeah, it's not a gray area like correct. calculus it's it's a correct. it's a there is or isn't correct it's it's the same thing like like uh uh tra uh What's his face? Um, Tory Lanez did or did not shoot Megan Thee Stallion in the feet. That did or did not happen. <laughs> it's not a function of like my opinion. No matter how strongly yeah, I feel not, about it's it. Yeah, it's not. A, I agree with some aspects of it. Or, or disagree. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not like that. Now, you, if you want to say it was a dumb move for the, 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 the Germans to invade Russia in like 44 or the winter of 44 or whatever, that's something you can have a perspective on. Yeah. What you can't have a perspective on is that the winner killed them all. That is not a perspective. That is an objective truth. Okay, Correct. so the so that that's one of the issues that I have is like people think that their feelings about whether or not vaccines work or the Holocaust exists had something to do with like whether or not it actually exists. No, those things did or did not happen regardless of what your feelings. By the way, it's not irregardless of your feelings. Irregardless is not a word. I hear people say this. Show. Irregardless, yeah, it's regard so uh, another question from Tristan is so why can't and I'm going to answer basically and then I'll let you, you okay. drive it. So he says, why can't I see the curve of the earth in an airplane? Because you're not as big as you think you are yes. in comparison to the size of the earth. Yeah, you have, to, you have to be at 50 miles. And so an aircraft will go up to, let's just say service ceiling for a, a regular Boeing aircraft is about 49,000 feet. You're going to fly at like 38, maybe the flight. I've always heard like 37, 38 yeah, so that's where you're going to fly. So 38, let's just, just do simple math. That's about seven, seven and a half miles up. <laughs> you're not even far yeah. enough up. You need not to, even like, you need, you not need even 10% up. You need to be 50 miles up. People don't understand. You're six feet tall. You're five feet tall. And you're trying to look at an object that's 24,900 miles around. It's just, you're not, you just don't grasp the magnitude of the planet right, that yeah, you live on. Right, yeah. There's just such a big difference in scale there. Yeah. Just think about the largest objects you can think of in the entire world, like Ayers Rock and the, the, like the, the Burj Khalifa. They don't pull you towards them because of gravity. You understand how massive you have to be to have a gravitational pull. Right. And then you see that the, all the gravitational pull on this planet goes to the center of this planet. Right, so that tells you like this: the, our planet is it's gargantuan in comparison. And then the thing is, if you've ever aviated across country and you realize how big this planet is, if you've ever taken a twenty-seven hour trip from like say Las Vegas to Dubai, then you come to the realization: fuck, this planet is humongous. It is hu this is the largest terrestrial object in the entire solar system is the planet Earth. And so you you come to this 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 uh, idea: yes, it is the largest. The, the gas giants are not terrestrial. So the, right, so. So when you come to that realization, how big it is, then of course you have to be 50 miles up in order to see the curve, 
right? The guy jumping out of the balloon, he's using a fisheye lens. Nobody's arguing that. that yeah, guy, yeah, that's he what I heard too. Yeah. He doesn't see the curve. No one's arguing that he sees the curve. What happens is when when the curve is when the, the Earth is below the 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 center point of the the fisheye lens, it looks curved downwards. If you if it was he was looking down, it would look curved upwards because it's a fisheye lens. Right. Yeah, that's that's the reason why people believe. It. So you can't see the curve until you get to fifty miles. There you go. That's the more uh, elaborate answer. Let's see what else we have here. So uh, going back to the moon, how did they call Nixon from the moon? Do you actually believe that? Yeah, of course, one hundred percent. Like, and then somebody was no, like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> this is so <laughs> asinine, bro. It's so aggravating. You can go right now, today, bro. Whoever is asking this question, go to an astronomy department at your nearest university and say, hey, can you guys do the experiment where you shine a laser up at the Sea of Tranquility and get a beam back in two point two seconds? And they will do it. Here's the problem. These people who are asking this question do not understand the electromagnetic spectrum. Light is one of is one of the frequencies. Visible light is a spectrum of frequencies on the electromagnetic spectrum. So is the UHF that we use for our phones. If I can shine a laser to the moon, of course I can send a signal to the moon. It is so unassailably provable. It is so crazy to me. Yes, they were able to talk to Nixon on the moon. What is between the earth and the moon? Yep. Nothing. There, there's no interference. There's less interference going directly to the moon than there is going across, like trying to use satellite technology to go from one place on the earth to, the, to another because you're going through the atmosphere twice. Going to the moon, you're just the signal's going up there. It's just going up through there once. And also, we had satellites orbiting the planet. This is so crazy to me that people think that this is not something. It is just basically like, hey, I'm in a room and I can't hear the spit stereo system in the next room. What do I do? Turn up the volume. That's all you have to do. And you, of course, you can get a signal to the moon. People don't understand this. First off, the speed of light is 186,282 miles a second. And number two, through a vacuum, light does not attenuate. It doesn't have anything to disturb it. So, of right. course, it, you'd be able to get a signal. It's so crazy to me. That one in the Van Allen belt are the ones that just drive me nuts. The Van absolute, Allen belt one is That funny, was the yeah. one that just drive me nuts because, like, when you give them a clear proof of why this thing works, then they, they don't want to listen. So now they're asking a very, like, more of a, a straightforward, how did we call them? Was it, like, sprint? Is that what you're asking? No, so <laughs> so, so it was a relay from the White House to uh, 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 what's it called? So here's the problem. Do you not believe that they were talking to Houston? Right. Is that is? Yeah, it was just a relay to Houston Center. Houston just patched them in. Yeah, they were just like, hey, we had the president on the line. Hey, guys, for those of you who have a problem with this, have you ever tried a three-way call on your phone? Holy fuck, it's what's brand that? new 2023 <laughs> technology. <laughs> what is that? A three-way call? No so way. Then, so then, okay, so playing devil's advocate for him, what did they have like a CB radio on board? Did they have a... No, they probably... They, they prob I'm, I'm going to guess they probably... No, for that, for that type of frequency, they probably used like a really powerful UHF radio. Okay, so yeah. they, so they were just using, like you said, radio waves, which has nothing interfering with it. Yes, on there's the no way up. I'm sure it was. I was a fucking. I wouldn't want to be standing next to that antenna, but I'm I'm sure that it was. <laughs> or, 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 or what may have, what may have just as been just as likely is they may have had a satellite up in space that they Houston relayed to the one of the satellite, right, and then that and gave then the satellite a, came up with completely no interference. Again, between the Earth and the Moon. <laughs> Is no physical matter. Yes, there's a Van Allen belt. Well, I was going to say, what about all the the space debris? Where is that at? In relative, you think the space debris between no. two objects, two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles away from no, each it's other, not going to have as much of a space debris. Or mainly orbits the Earth, and that space debris right. is within three hundred miles. Three hundred miles. That's a lot. That's a lot closer than two hundred thirty-eight thousand. Right. So, yeah. but so. And by the way, the, the amount of space debris in nineteen sixty-nine is next to zero. Very true. Yeah, I didn't think nowadays yeah. it's a different. It's for sure. But even still, it's not enough to be like a sorry. What? I'm sorry. I have bad reception. Can you say that again? Yeah. It's not going to be. Aliens do litter. I mean, let's not <laughs> rule that out. 
I'm fucking. Right. I mean, Michael didn't see this, but uh, I had a I had a theory. Well, about let me let me ask you a question, dude. Do you go? Do you spend a lot of time in North Vegas? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. We're born and raised. Yeah, we. Like that's North where that's where I live. Right you guys now. are both in, from North Vegas. Yeah. yeah, get the fuck out of here. That's no, a terrible. I George and I go back whoa, to six. Whoa, whoa, What the fuck are you saying about our horrible community? Yeah, yeah. what are you saying you about the talk, community that I? Grew hey, uh, my bad. Shout out to Chicos Bonitas. My bad. I thought I didn't realize you guys were from <laughs> Larry's yeah. Topless. I did not right. realize you guys. That, I, I didn't realize people were from North Vegas. John Orlando, owner of the who was on last week. Didn't even know that part of town existed, but George and I go back to sixth grade. That's how long we've known each That's other. That's crazy that you guys are people are actually from North Vegas. Yeah, what, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm from Pahrump. Okay, cool. Here, here's, 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 <laughs> here's the question: Do you guys do you guys plan on like going to visit Fallujah? No, no. no why not? It's not super hospitable. Uh, Same reason why we haven't gone back to the moon. What what is it? No, no. no my point is like that's the reason why aliens don't come here. Right, we're like the. It's just not that. It's just not that interesting. It seems like like what it, they wa probably watch our movies and then we go launch nuclear weapons at the alien spaceship and they're like, nah, fuck them. I'm not gonna go there. That's <laughs> you know, the guys ever consider that possibility? Like maybe there's like, hey, you know those hairless monkeys over there that all kill each other? Let's skip that planet. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, let's go to the other let's go, one. Let's, let's go to the, the one women. Full, let's go to the one full of jellyfish. Let's go to that planet. Like that. This is this that planet right there with the the angry monkeys. Let's let's skip that one. Yeah, but uh, you never. I, I'll have to show you the clip. But well, it's I said thirty-five that, degrees outside, and I wore shorts. I just, I just, yeah, realized I probably should have worn pants. You're insane. Um, yeah. But so I said, uh, everything in pop culture with aliens, everything is so surgical. But I think it would be hilarious if, like, you know, an alien's flying down and they just like missed the landing and just took out like half a city, and they're like, "Fuck, my bad, I fucked up that landing." All right, well, I'm gonna. I don't think it'd be funny, but it would no, be, wouldn't but be. It would, but it would be funny. Yeah, like no, if it were to, it's it. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say, but it's like the it's like it's not funny when it happens, but to think about it, it's hilarious. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Rick and Morty. Are there any more? By the way, Rick and Morty might get canceled now. You know, I, I never. I can Whoa, never. What's going on with the, that? The guy who did the voice for Rick and Morty is apparently like trying to get at some 14 year old girl. Oh, here's the thing man, I say. Why you fuck up? A, like, dude, do you know how many fuck. girls I know that would fuck that dude in two seconds with no question? Oh yes. Yeah. And he's sitting there hollering at a 14 year old. Girl. Here's the thing I have is um. Uh, I grew up in the in the uh, our version of like hair metal for you know currently like in the metal scene growing up and I realized I'm not saying I condone this uh, if you have a really good singer in your band 99 percent of the time there's an edge to them and yeah. they're always like oh, oh this vocalist is really is is a he's a good person but then he sucks and it's like I don't I don't know like sometimes we just kind of have to be like. Not everybody's going to be perfect. Not and well, nobody's perfect, but not everybody's going to be this outstanding Christian moral values yeah. person. But man, are they damn good at being in that band? Yeah, just just a sure. thought I have is just for sure. Ninety percent of these people that are like really good at, at their instruments, pretty shitty p people. Like, oh uh, yeah, a lot of them are because you become like consumed. This artist art, art right. type. Yeah, whenever I deal with like a super super good artist who's a photographer, videographer, or something like that, yeah, you tend they tend to not always be on time. Anyways, who else is attacking me? Trying uh, to it's the same. Per it's just, it's just, uh, it's just uh, Tristan. He's you, just can, a, you can skip Tristan. Tristan's, yeah, yeah, he, Tristan's he, my roommate, just, and he's trolling. It's me. just funny though. He's like, he's just like Michael isn't open to any other perspective. <laughs> it's so funny how Tristan's gotten so good at at playing the flat earther. He's like perfect. Right. Well, you That's were like, telling me coming into this, you were like, I can't get the actual flat earthers. I get the people, the pseudo. Flat Earth. No, no, I can I can get actual flat earthers to come on. But the problem is, so here's here's the issue that I have. Like, and here's this is really gonna piss some people off. I think the 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 moon landing denier and the, the Holocaust denier is re like they're the circles that they jump in are very, very, very close. Right. Very close because they get their ideas from the same websites, the same 4chan websites. 
And so that's that's one of the things that's very dangerous to me is that they don't question their own beliefs. And then when you do that, then they start saying it's like some big massive conspiracy, right? That's that's the issue. So I mean, I'll debate any of them. I love like this is one of the things like I, I know there's this thing where a lot of people who belong to these conspiracies say, these scientists, they won't debate me. They won't debate me. That's because they're scientists. <laughs> they don't have time. Yeah, but they're not debaters. They're scientists. No. I'm, a, I'm a debater. I will absolutely take on any anyone who wants to tell me that that Oswald couldn't have killed Kennedy. Please, let's do this. I'll go four hours with you. All right, Oswald killed Kennedy. It was not, I could have hit Kennedy with a football from that spot, from that distance. <laughs> dude, dude, fuck But it. Dak Prescott o couldn't have. Oliver Stone, yeah, Dak Prescott couldn't have. Oliver Stone made up some nonsense about how he couldn't have made that shot. He's moving directly away from you at two miles an hour, and you have a, at two miles an hour, and you have a shot at 75 meters. Ask a Marine if they can hit something with a 308 round at 75 meters, and they'll laugh at you. They will. Was laugh. it a three? I thought it was a 30 out six that hit him. Was it? I don't know. I mean, he had still, a, he had still a, he had a 30 a caliber. He had a bolt action. A, he, had a, he, had a, he had a Carcano, and my my grandfather. I'm built. I'm currently yeah. building a 308 hunting yeah. rifle right now, out of an old yeah. uh, 1942 Mauser. But he was like, uh, he's like, I'm not saying it didn't happen because obviously it happened. He's a. He said that rifle though is. Not, he's like. He probably had to be really good with that rifle to hit him. Really good. Almost like, I don't know, a Marine. Right, which is what he was, A right? U.S. fucking Marine. Here's the one. No, here's the one you need to be asking. How did Charles Whitman put bullets in 39 people at the top of the tower at the University of Texas at Austin? Someone needs to ask that question before you get to this whole Oswald thing. <laughs> There's other 30, priorities need to be aligned. 30. Imagine hitting 39 people with a bolt-action rifle in Call of Duty. That would be like, do you understand how incredibly yeah, crazy that is? He's a Marine. Like, what do they have in common? He's a Marine. They were both Marines. There's like, if you ask a Marine about that shot, they're like, no, that's not a problem. That's easy. That's they're like, problem. what do you mean? That's qualification. That's qualification. <laughs> we literally have 70, a Kennedy silhouette. 75 meters? That's like nothing. Like, are you right. kidding? For a Marine with a fucking Se rifle? 75 meters. My CCW course was at like, like, I mean, nothing crazy, but even still, it was like. You 50 meters with a pistol. Right. With a pistol. Right. Yeah. Maybe not 50, but yeah, it, with a pistol. It's, it's, anyway, the whole thing is crazy. Anybody who's a professional shooter will tell you that was not a difficult shot. I, but by the way, were there other things going on? Maybe. But, uh, but, yeah, definitely. But, um, but Oswald definitely could have killed Kennedy. So we have, a, I don't know if this is one of your people, Marty Boss. I don't know Marty Boss. Okay, so they said, point a telescope at the moon and track it for eight to ten hours and tell me how many satellites you see. I'll give you a hint. None. Uh, tell me how. Dude, it's a, it's so amazing to me, bro, that you think you're <laughs> going to see a satellite that's smaller than a fucking car at 238,000 miles away. Like, I just so create. Yes, you're not going to see any. Now, do this. Go to the moon and look around. You're going to see a ton of satellites. Not a see, ton. I didn't know they were smaller than cars. I thought these were these gi giant gargantuan so, things. That's some like of them are and some of them aren't. But like, yeah, the Hubble is going to be bigger than a car. Right. It's the but, size but, of a but, but, Greyhound. Yeah, I but think? some some of them are tiny. Some of them are like the size of maybe an SUV. You're not going to see that at 238,000 miles away. You can't even see that. Next next thing this guy's going to tell me, you can't see the ISS. Yes, you can. Just because it's because it's 300 miles away, it's difficult to see but the moon they don't understand how big the moon is the moon is two is two percent the earth's mass but it's much bigger than that it's like i think it's like 20 percent the diameter or something like that the moon is big it's a big not very dense object that's uh that's in space the moon is the fourth largest lunar object in the in the solar system our moon luna is right uh ganymede i believe um ganymede is the biggest moon ganymede is actually larger than mercury okay yeah See, I, I mean, I'm learning a ton. I mean, I, I try to be, I just, nowadays, just I don't have enough time. But definitely in school, I wasn't learning yeah. this shit. That's why Clark, Clark County is one of the worst.
here. You I guys mean, grew up in North Vegas, bro. That's like growing up in Beirut. How did you go pull that off? <laughs> Here's like, the thing: I've never met anybody. Shot twice, I've never been. So. At, I've never met anybody. Fr- I didn't know you guys were from North. Yeah, I, st- I live there currently. That is crazy. I live off of, I live off of uh, George. Can you mute real quick? Boom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm in. I'm literally like three miles from like MLK. Like I take MLK every day to work, bro. I I didn't crazy, think it man. was that. Like. My neighborhood I think, is I quiet. It, and I believe it. I definitely believe it's the poorest zip code, maybe in the country. Well, there's different zip codes in North Las Vegas. Yeah, because I'm in I'm in eight nine zero three two. Yeah, but I don't, like like when I told John Orlando North Las Vegas, he was like, "That's a place, bro. You throw a rock in there, and you're gonna hit somebody's tent." Like that North <laughs> Vegas is, dude. I no, was that's taking, just right I was off downtown. Driving Austin home, like one of the days, and we're driving like literally. There's a school a hundred fifty yards away. Full crime scene investigation. Oh, yeah, that's right by my house. Yeah, that was right by my house. Turn on the news later on. Dude gets shot right in front of his house. Like, yeah, for sure. It always happens it's when nuts. I'm not home, but then every it's like it's like uh, it's like going to the gym. It's like, what do you mean? I worked out. My body's not in shape. It's like, well, yeah, the, all the other hours around it mean something. And it's like, I've only ever had somebody in a, and uh, granted, this isn't a good thing, but I've only ever had somebody try to break into my house one. Oh, okay. Crazy. No, I've had it several times in East Dallas. Oh, there, there's some, there seem to be some antagonistic uh, quotes on here or uh, comments. Can you read some? Uh, Marty Boss says, Celestial navigation proves flat Earth. You cannot take elevation angles using a sextant from a curved baseline. It's basic trimino- trigonometry. No, <laughs> it is not basic trigonometry, and you can't. And the reason why I know you can is because I did celestial navigation when I was in the U.S. military, and I flew all the way. One time we did a mission... Um, we did a mission where we left uh, Abu Dhabi and we went around Iran into Pakistan. We used great circle routes in order to get there. We used a great circle route in order to get from Georgia all the way to um, Georgia, uh, the country. Uh, Georgia, no, Georgia, the, uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, we're taking off from Robins. I used great circle routes, and in, in order to do that, you found you had to use the great circle routes. If you used straight lines, it actually made the, the distance longer because the earth is curved. So what you're saying is unassailably incorrect. And I'm saying that as a U.S. military officer, practically flying across the planet. Sorry, you're just, you're just wrong. Anyway, what, what's an, uh, do they have any other ones? Um, here we go. We got... Oh, let me say one other thing. A global positioning system absolutely, completely, and totally works over the middle of the Pacific. So this idea that it doesn't work, oh, oh, you have blockages over the Pacific, I will tell you, I will swear on the soul of my father, Richard Wiley Sartain, as a U.S. <laughs> military navigator flying an emergency evac from Guam, Anderson Air Force Base, to Hickam Air Force Base, we were able to fly with the GPS on and had perfect signal and coverage over the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Anyone who tells you that is, an, is absolutely a liar. What's that? What else? Uh, of Aaron C says an SR 71 Blackbird going Mach 3 doesn't nose down to stay in orbit. Okay, so uh, SR 71, uh, first off, you don't have to, you know, people don't understand the block of air that you're flying in curves around the planet because of the, 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 because of gravity and right. your aspect, like well, the way you're flying, you're being still pulled during the center of gravity. This idea that you're just going in a straight line and that you would just go up. Yes, if you could go in a straight line, but you don't need to pitch the nose over because the block of air, it's almost like, like when you're driving in a car and then you go over a hill, you don't have to like pull on the fucking, you don't have to push the fucking steering wheel over so that the car goes down. No, the, the medium along the medium of travel, which is the 
the road curves and the same thing with the block of air that you're in. Also, SR71s don't go Mach 3, bitch. Maybe you want maybe you want to do a little bit more research. That's not it. That's not something true. It the, their their fucking altitude and airspeed is classified, moron. You don't know what you're talking about. These people watch the X-Men and think they know what an SR71 is, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. Like I'm just like the problem is that they get these this guy didn't, but some of them get personal, bro. And I'm like, "You don't know what you're talking about and you're making personal attacks against me." And now you're unemployed living in your mom's basement talking shit about me, bro. It's fucking crazy. But going back to this guy's place, so just so we understand, a block of air, a block of air curves around the earth because of gravity. Air is stuck to the planet. Because Mars is so much smaller, it can't maintain an atmosphere. Same thing with the moon. It does not have a gravitational pull to keep a carbon dioxide, methane, oxygen, nitrogen uh, uh, atmosphere on it. Our planet is 8,000 miles from the surface down to the center. It's only 60 miles of atmosphere. And the top 20 miles is barely any air molecules whatsoever. It's like the bottom eight miles. It's not that much, it's not that much atmosphere that's stuck to the, uh, the surface of the planet. But when you fly in that, that volume of air, that volume curves and gravity, the aspect of gravity keeps, because you're flying around this object, gravity keeps pulling you down towards the middle. Flight is is caused because gravity pushes you down against the air mass. The way the airfoils work is that air travels at a faster pace underneath the wing and a longer, it takes a longer route over the wing, creating uh, low pressure above the wing and high pressure below the wing, which, which creates lift. That lift is... That lift is going against the force of gravity. Gravity is pulling you down towards the center of the planet. So as you rotate, go forward in this area, the aspect of gravity keeps pitching you over, but you're not going to notice that you're being pitched over. Why would you notice you're flying in a, in a, you're flying in an air mass that is curving. That's, that's essentially what's going on it, I, because it's too complicated for them to understand. They choose to believe that something else is going on. Right. It's, it's, it's just choose convenience. So you, I mean, you did had mentioned that. It is classified. I don't know. This is a little quick goog on SR-71. Believe what this you want. This is the Lockheed. Uh, 2,200 miles per hour. But that does say Mach 3 plus or more than three times the speed of sound. You believe what you want. <laughs> All right. I have a so question. That goes I, be, believe what you want. I know different. I have Sorry. a question here that doesn't seem so attacky. It actually seems like a, a general yeah. question. Uh, this is from Imperfect Citizen. Is, is the relative equivalent size of the sun and moon an absurd anomaly or statistically likely phenomenon? Oh, uh, it's just an, it's just random anomaly. By the way, it's not quite exactly the same. That's why you can see the ring of the sun. So the idea is like they're close to the same uh, diameter. But I mean, yeah, it's just they just happen to be close to the same diameter. Yeah. There you go. Easy yeah. easy answer to that question. Uh, but but, but the, sun, the sun is the sun has more arc. Uh, it is slightly bigger than, than the moon. So let's 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 take a little bit of a break from the uh, space talk uh, because a big thing we talk about here is cryptids. So, Michael, have you ever been camping in the woods and just seen something weird like John Orlando did when he was twelve? No, I was a Boy Scout, and then we'd okay. ha- we'd have these uh, we'd have these things. Uh, you know, we tell ghost stories, but nothing really. That See, I when I was in Boy Scouts, we always played the game of we'd find out who would be bear bait. Mm-hmm. We would just pick a spot and run to the next spot and be like, "All right, whoever the slowest was, sorry." That's funny. You're the one that we're gonna trip and let, or not even trip. We're just gonna all outrun you. Yeah, we played horrible pranks on each other, and like I will tell you something right now, like. I remember what I was supposed to learn in Boy Scouts. What I learned is how to bully and not be bullied. That's that's all I learned in Boy Scouts. <laughs> all to, I learned in is, Boy Scouts was just picked. how to shoot a three. When I was young, when, yeah, because I, I went. To, it was with the Mormons, <laughs> and that's all they do is just play basketball. When I was young, when I was young, all the only thing I learned in Boy Scouts is how to not get picked on. That was like trying to. That was it. That was the only thing I I, I can probably tie a knot. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned like basics of camping because yeah. we went camping a ton. But uh, so 
with cryptids, there are obviously some that are like, mm, I don't know about that, but like, you know, giant ape-like creatures in the woods or in, in the Himalayas, like with the Yeti. As somebody who is so grounded in science like you, do you give any sort of weight to any of these um, claims? So, so the thing is, I, I would have to believe. So we're talking, let, let's, can we be specific? What are you talking, talking about? Bigfoot? Yeah, like we'll that? talk about Bigfoot and Yeti because they're basically the, the okay, same thing. Cool. One's just in the Pacific Northwest, mostly one's in the Himalayas. So the thing is, I'm going to need to understand from a natural selection standpoint, number one, why that creature exists. Right. Why did natural selections choose for it to exist? Number two, I'm going to need to know why I don't see it often because there are there are I don't know if you've seen now. Have you watched um, anything with David Attenborough? He's got not the, recently, but I, I so because of the new advents in these cameras, these super six D like six uh, K cameras. Yeah, yeah, that, cameras that, we have here in the back of the studio. Yeah. We can get the same footage that you would see on Nat Geo, but they're motion sensor cameras, and right? Like. The, some of the first evidence of ever seeing like a female mountain lion by itself. They'd never seen it before. It was always accompanied or, yes, by a male? Or something something like that. I can't remember what it was, but there was all these like first time we've ever shot this or some of the shots that they get of whales down, way down below because they, right. they've never actually seen whales mate. So we kind of think we know or maybe we've seen it before. Like because of the camera technology, we're now able to see these things we were never, we, we understood theoretically or maybe some observer had seen off in the it was mostly inferencing. Correct. Now we can we put we put cameras around a tribe of chimpanzees and we see everything now. We can prove unassailably this is why they do this. I don't know if you saw the one where that one chimpanzee is using a stick in order to pull ants out from uh, from this like tree branch. I didn't see like, that. So now we have we have hominids and well, they're not hominids, but these apes that are using tools with their brain. They're using their their opposing thumb. They're using tools in order to pull shit out of. Like, this is incredible. We'd never seen this before. We'd heard about it. Maybe Jane Goodall had seen it. But we, had, we now we have video evidence, like unassailable video right, evidence. Right, now there's now there's proof that I can just go and show you. Beautiful. Yeah, and so I've Wait, had the you, same... Cool. So where's the fucking pictures of the... Of the where, where, where's the, well, chup, where's well, the fucking chupacabra, bro? Like, well, well, coming up, uh, I believe on February 6th, we have a Bigfoot researcher joining the show. And he okay. says he has photos for it, but he won't show us. Until he's on the because air. his grift is over once he shows you. By the way, you know what the worst thing that could ever happen to that guy is? They find Bigfoot. No, he's he's like the literally he's literally the most useless. Dude now in the world. it goes instead of cryptozoology. Now it's actual zoology. Yeah, now it's Bigfoot. actual zoology. Now we're actually like interviewing people who are dissecting Bigfoot who have have degrees in biology, and this dude has like no job anymore. The worst thing in the world that could happen to that guy. Is right. It's it's always the oh is it there? I don't know. Scientists yeah. don't care enough, but I could tell you. You but. know, like like I'll tell you what, one thing. So you know, I don't I don't believe in Bigfoot, but. I, if, if, if space travel to low earth orbit becomes affordable enough and I can afford, it's like not that expensive. Let's just say like the, you know, it's like maybe one tenth of your yearly income to go up to space. I wouldn't pay to go up into space. I would pay for flat earth Dave to go up into space. Just I would to pay for Jaren to go up into space. I just want to, and I would, I would hold, I would want someone to hold a camera next to them as they watch the earth rotate beneath them every 90 minutes. And they see the same spot over and over again. And just watch the dissonance and the fucking like whether or not they started crying or freaking out or started saying the fact that they don't feel gravitational pull anymore is because of some weird magnetic electrum. I just want to see like ultimate and complete dissonance happen when when one the first like leader of the flat earth movement actually goes into space. Because I think a lot of people in flat earth actually realize the earth is round. They're just doing it to make money and they're it's a grift. But I, what I want to see is like when we get these actual people up there, just just maybe two, three hundred miles up 
and they can just look down and watch the earth rotate and just like hold the camera. I don't even care about the earth. I just want to hold the camera on their face just to watch this fucking denial and this dissonance just change. Of everything that they've been standing for, for sure, is man. now I, falling apart. That, that's what I, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt them. They seem like nice people other than when they come after and attack me. But like, the, like I just want to see that. Like that's what I would, to me, I'm more interested in the psychology and actually seeing that dissonance dissipate than anything else, you know? By the way, by the way, if I found out the Earth was flat, I'd be like, okay, show me the evidence, and I wouldn't even be upset. But like, oh man, the Earth was flat. Well, yeah. we were well, all, full. all right, well, the math was wrong. Well, the math was wrong. That's how I would feel. Like literally, it would not be an emotional reaction. No, it would just be okay. So the science is evolving. Therefore, my yeah. mindset on it is changing Correct. as well. Correct. New information has entered Correct. the system, and I and I'm choosing to 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 uh, question my own beliefs. But if but if they found out the Earth was round, they would start crying. I have no doubt whatsoever they would. Freak right. It would out. be an emotional reaction as I, opposed I, to a just calculate, not even calculate, just a okay. New data has been presented to me. Therefore. I will question but, what my but, beliefs and then but in order to, make a better In order difference. to maintain a conspiracy belief, you cannot allow new evidence in. You can never allow new evidence in. You can't. That's that's one of the problem. That's one of the core tenets to believing in these things. Here's the here's the ultimate thing. Like if you guys want to take a lesson from this, because a lot of you guys are watching this and like, hey, Michael, you know, I'm not this is not gonna make me rich or get me a hot girlfriend. So I don't know why we're talking about this. Here's the main thing. If you want to believe, if you want to question your existence, you want to question what the the, for instance, the uh, intentions of the government are. There's a great book on this. It's called uh, Conquering the Sociopath Next Door, and it talks about what's called like corporate sociopathy, whereas you take a bunch of empathetic people and you put them into an organization, and the organization acts like a sociopath because each individual person cannot feel empathy because there are other firms and other governments acting in their own interest, so you have to act in your own interest. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, I'm a, I'm a normal empathetic human being, but I serve on the board of a company that has to turn a profit, or people get fired and I lose my board seat. So I act so together collectively we act without empathy, even though each individual person has empathy. That's how what I think the government actually is. I don't think the government is like I don't think George Soros and Hillary Clinton are eating children. I know I just lost a bunch of subscribers. <laughs> they're like, what do you mean they're not yeah. eating kids? I think I just lost a bunch of subscribers right. for saying uh, uh, that. But, yeah, that's the crazy thing about the government is like people are like, oh, they're at, and I'm like, no, like with COVID, when they're like, yeah. oh, they plan COVID. I was like, no, I think what happened is not, I think I'm lazy. pretty sure. Dude, well, no, no, lazy. no, like when they're like, oh, they did this for financial gain. No, they saw an opportunity and they were like, oh, well, now I can capitalize on. Well, but by the way, both sides saw an opportunity. Correct. But both sides saw Absol an opportunity. No, yeah. Like, just, just, just as just much. Political just political in general, everybody just saw an opportunity and was like, oh, I can exploit this. I, I think Bill, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Biden wearing that huge blue mask during the elections. Do you remember that? Right, yep. It went up to his ears and he mm -hmm. looked like he looked like Hannibal Lecter with this gigantic blue mask that he was wearing during like on I his gotta tell you something about his, the kids. in his commercials. I thought that was horrendous and despicable. And like quite simply one of the worst things, worst decisions I've ever made because what happened? Everyone what it did was by him wearing that huge blue mask, it made everyone who opposed him not wear a mask. Does that make sense? Right. DeSantis did the opposite thing. Like DeSantis saw some like hypocrisy, but he went completely in the opposite direction. By the way, just let you guys know, DeSantis was vaccinated. Um, so, <laughs> so, so for for that whole thing to happen, and then he went in the complete opposite direction. He used it for political gains as well. Right. By the way, he did it second though. I, definitely Biden did it first. Yeah. So. No. 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 It, everything is just a, how can it how can it work in my favor? It's not a it, it, both sides do it equally, but. Um, but like what you were saying about the government, though, is I don't think the government ultimately is like, like the Illuminati. Oh, we tan we plan to take over. It's a, no. Well, I, I think just, I, I think there I think there are very corrupt. Like it's very, yeah, no, it's, it's clear. Undoubtedly, it's clear Nancy Pelosi is corrupt. That's correct. Not, that's not the issue. The issue is the issue is overall are they just going out there specific? I think Nancy Nancy Pelosi is like lazily corrupt. 
Like she just like I'm yeah. Just she goes, oh, uh, hey, this appeared in front of me and it'll benefit me. Yeah. All right, why not? But uh, she's not making an agenda. I'm gonna go out and make sure that I can screw over this this uh, no, I don't area she, of the I don't country. Think she's, and, she's thinking I'm gonna go screw over anyone. She's like, how do I make two hundred million dollars using right. the ad the advent the the advantages yeah, the, that I have being uh you know in, in Congress. I think that's that's what she does. Anyway, going back to what we were saying before. The, the original point, the main thing, if anybody wants to take something from this whole deal, it is the idea is, are these conspiracy theories now giving you an excuse why you are a failure at life? <laughs> what are, a way to put that. Right. Or is the idea that there's the Illuminati out there, is that the reason why you haven't had sex with a woman in three years? Is that the reason why you have cho- you've, you can't find gainful employment and still live with your mother at 37? If that's the reason why, because you believe in the, the belief about Rothschilds, the Illuminati, and reptiles that live under Antarctica, please understand that even if all of that is true, you could just ignore it and become rich. You could just ignore it and become get in good shape. You could just ignore it. Like The thing is, let's say everything I believe is a delusion. All of it is fake, and the Earth is flat, and the reptiles, and the, all the whole kinds of things, and the Nazi space force, and all these other no- nonsense beliefs that people have. It doesn't make any difference. I'm still going to be successful and wealthy and date the woman of my dreams and have the physique that I wanted and live a long and plentiful life, even if your conspiracies are true. So my con- my concern for you is, have you used these conspiracies as an excuse for your own failures? And now, no, there's a reason why I can't get famous is because the man is out to get me. It's because I don't play along with the system. But you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. That becomes problematic. If you believe there's a matrix, and by the way, I think there is a matrix, but it's a metaphor. If you believe the matrix is there, then you then this is one of the things I do agree with Tate is that he's like, well, then go and do the things to be at the top of the matrix. He says, I am one at the top of one percent. I know I can buy my way out of anything. Obviously, you could buy a way out of everything. But like, <laughs> currently, but, but speaking, like you, right. know, you could buy, yeah, I could buy my way out of stuff. In you know, I under, He understood. He's like, these were the rules of the matrix. So he doesn't try to defeat the matrix. He just tells us certain group of people to just leave that what he calls a slavery mindset okay that, that's one way to look at it what other people do is say well because there is a matrix the the entire world is stacked against me because of my socioeconomic status or because of my religious beliefs or because of my political beliefs and because it's stacked against me i don't have a chance therefore i should give up and yet i can find people in both political parties who are incredibly wealthy incredibly wealthy so that your your belief i can find protestant jewish Catholic and Muslim people who are incredibly wealthy. I can find Republicans and Democrats. being kept down. Right, right exactly. <laughs> I find incre- uh, Republicans and Democrats who are incredibly wealthy. I love listening to Kyrie Irving and Kanye West talk about how they are a victim. Both, both men worth over $100 million tell, talking about how they are victimized by the world that they live in. And if you choose to believe that, now you have this built-in, baked-in excuse for why your life turns out to be a failure. I will not accept failure in my life. I don't care. Like, again, those, the reptiles who are secretly running us from, you know, whatever. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, like, I, first of all, I don't believe it's true. I've seen no evidence to, to believe it's true. But furthermore, if it is true, I'm going to choose to live a fruitful and happy life. And you're going to choose to not do so because you believe in nonsense about a Van Allen belt. So perfect way to end this, uh, this show is uh, the scoreboard of Michael and Flat Earthers. Michael, Wait, what, has, what, what did the Flat Earthers get? Yeah, what, what did they scared. get right? Where did they, George? Where, where they got? Oh, well, they get. They need a participation trophy. Oh, so got it. Yeah, oh, right, right. Of course, views. of course. So yeah, you guys, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why <laughs> the reason why? Like, because I, I went and looked. So there's other Flat Earth videos that got more um, views than mine, but none of them got more 
comments. And the reason why is because I spent probably close to 30, 40 hours studying every flat earth argument. I spent my time being able to, like, for instance, if you paid me enough money, I could go on one of these shows and pretend to be a flat earther, and I would make arguments better than flat earthers could. Because <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do in right, debate. Right. But they didn't do the opposite. They didn't. They just believe. They just walked, waltzed it in there, and like, oh, we're just going to take over. We're just going to bully over this next guy, and it didn't work. And that was one of the problems. You're not going to be. You're not going to come on my show and be louder than me. You're not going to come on my show and like fucking interrupt me and think you're going to get away with it. You're not. So this, I was the first one to like stand up, and it made them so angry that even to this day, I still get comments on the flat Earth video. How, dude? It's been over a year, and I'm, people are still commenting like, "No, Michael, you just don't understand this." And Van Allen belt this, and and fucking gravity well that. Like they don't understand what they're talking about, right? Because I did it's the same thing. Whenever I have a discussion with someone who's like a hardcore feminist, the hardcore feminist believes because their feelings are a certain way that they don't even have to study in order to have a debate. They just think they're right because right. they're right. It's like a, it's like a, my gut is telling me Correct. this. And then my my response to them is. 33% of men have had zero sexual partners in the last year. 80% of men are deemed unattractive on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. 63, the top 10% of men on Tinder are getting 63% of the right swipes, where it's 43% of women that are getting 63% of the right swipes. There's this small group of men that are getting all the women, and then there's this large group of men that are getting nothing. And you, But like when I explain this to you, like the lack of egalitarian, like how these men are just like hopeless, and then I, and I explain to you that's the reason why there's so much, this misogynistic behavior is so resounding over social media. They don't want to hear it. They just believe they're right. You understand what I'm saying? They didn't study. They didn't study for the test, and so that's essentially you know what happened there. That's what happens with the flat earthers. That's what happens with other people. I don't go on someone's show without doing like ten hours of research on them beforehand, because I want to be able to make their arguments for them. So when you talk about the whole Kennedy assassination, I've listened to Oliver Stone and his nonsense, you know, about what you know what what he believes, or you know, the idea that you know there is a genetic. Here's here's the ones really going to get us canceled. Ready? There's a genetic marker that you can see in a a child before it's born that can show whether or not it has a predisposition for autism. No vaccines. Interesting. No vaccines. Before it gets, it, it, we know, we can tell whether or not it's subject to autism. But then apparently a vaccine is going to cause them to become autistic. It's so crazy. We've done these studies with like 60,000 children that were vaccinated and not vaccinated, and that the levels of autism are exactly the same. Exactly the same. Whether or not the, but no, that's not enough. No, I don't want to disprove my own belief. I'm sure that yeah, vaccines I'm, I'm comfortable autism. in my belief system. I'm I don't sure, want to change like, it. That's, that's the way they believe. And it's just so, it's crazy because if you try to propose anything to them, I read studies all the time where people try to say that vaccines cause autism and they're never studies. They're always some article from some like crazy, like crackpot website. And so that's the whole thing. There's a great book called Conspiracy. I, I recommend you guys read it. I forget the author's name right now, but it goes over why you get into a mentality where the, because conspiracies are like a warm blanket. The, the, the thing is, conspiracy and victimhood are like actually the same thing. It's hard for people to grasp. Okay. Conspiracy and victimhood are the same thing. Conspiracy is the reason why, not the, not the fucking uh, uh, chupacabra fucking. Yeah. No, 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 I know that, what you not, mean. Not, the, but not like, that one. But like the autism is caused by vaccines. Yeah, but, type but, thing. but not even that one. The government faked the moon landing. It's, it's, it's like, but, but what else did the government fake? It faked everything. Like, here's the thing. We caught the government when they were working with the Sandinistas with the whole fucking Nicaragua thing where they were shipping cocaine into the United States. We know they did that. That did happen. We know the Tuskegee experiments where they were allowing men to sit there and suffer with, with syphilis. What happened was 
when that Tuskegee experiments began, there was no cure for syphilis. Now that once there was a cure for syphilis, right, and uh, um, antibacterial or what it's called, antibiotics, they didn't give it to those African American men and they just let them die from syphilis. It was crazy. We know that these things happen. We know things like redlining happen. We know these things happen. There's so many conspiracies that are actually out there that you can like expose. It's one of the funniest things was when Julian Assange. Do you remember him? Yep. When he gets, he has the whole WikiLeaks. Have we, thing. have we, have we, uh, ha, there hasn't been a, a verdict in his, he hasn't even fully gone to trial. I don't, yet. I, don't, I don't know. I just know it's scary if he gets convicted because one of them, one of the charges, uh, was like, basically, you can't report on journalism anymore. Yeah. It's, it's like super scary yeah. if he actually gets tried well, for that. One of the, one of the things that was so bothersome to me is that when he came out with all that stuff and he was like, yeah, guys, sorry, Bush didn't plan 9 11. He didn't. Like, you're so obsessed with this idea that Bush planned 9-11. And I've just given you hundreds of actual conspiracies right here. But you're so, but like when your own personal narrative is not validated by the truth, then you choose to look in the opposite direction. You choose to. And like, I, I'm open to debate with anyone about any topic, but you have to provide evidence. It can't, again, I happen to be a Christian who believes that Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, but that is my faith. That is not evidence. Okay, right. I'm not like doubting Timothy, who actually got to see the holes through Jesus's hands. I choose to <laughs> right. believe that is true, but I can't prove it with evidence. What I can prove with evidence is the cosmic microwave background radiation being the uh, source of the Big Bang. I can see, I can prove that with evidence. I can prove that the moon is 238,000 miles away by shining a laser and bouncing it back. I can prove that evidence. I can prove that the light travels at 186,282 miles a second. I can prove that with evidence. The other things are I believe on faith. But when my faith countervenes with evidence, I'm going to go with evidence. I'm very much like if you guys ever read uh, Albert Einstein's belief about Christ, about God, it's my my beliefs are very similar. My God is the God of physics. God put the four fundamental forces: the strong nuclear force, the weak nuclear force, electromagnetism, and gravity. He created those forces and created the Big Bang. To to say God wouldn't be able to do that is to to insult God. That's just my belief. But I can't prove those things with evidence. That's just faith. I'm doing a debate on that next week, by the way. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Michael, uh, this was uh, this was fun. This well, was we got a, another two hours, though. What are we doing? Uh, no, we don't have another what? two hours. <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> but before we go, Michael, please tell people where they can find you. I will have it linked in the description uh, for your podcast. But yeah. I, I did say that you know in the description that you host the wildly popular Michael Sartain podcast. Yeah. So so uh, for all the nice flat Earth people who want to have a debate with me, or people who believe in these conspiracies and I want to have a constructive debate, hey man, hit me up. Uh, go to the uh, Michael Sartain podcast on YouTube, or you can hit me up on Instagram. For the people who want to make just ad hominem attacks against me, uh, you can eat a dick, and you guys are all fucking cockroaches. And my podcast is the peanut butter that causes the cockroaches to come out. Uh, so, so, let me like. Sorry, that's I agree with David Goggins on that one. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's just it's the the problem is, you know, I, I hope you guys come uh, also on TikTok. It's Michael Sartain podcast everywhere else. You can just find Michael Sartain. Um, you know, I, I, I do a podcast. My podcast is on evolutionary psychology, right? but it's evolutionary psychology. The reason why I study that is because it is um, it is the most testable model of psychology because my background is actually physics. And so I love physics because it's a testable model that can predict certain future outcomes. Like, for instance, we know when every eclipse is going to happen for the next million years because we right. know the, the positions of the earth and the moon and the sun. We can create testable models based on that. Well, psychology has always been a soft science until evolutionary psychology came around in the 1970s. And now evolutionary psych psychology is a soft science. Evolutionary psychology is a hard science. And this is hard, hard uh, for a lot of people to believe. It is falsifiable, yet has never been falsified. 
And so that's the reason why I do a podcast on evolutionary psychology. The other reason why I like doing a podcast on that is because there's no guest I have on with the exception of the flat earthers. There's no guest that I have on that I can't bring back to evolution. Well, you know what? I probably could. I could probably bring it back to like some sort of like childhood trauma or lack of validation that <laughs> right, right. That, that belief system. But that's that's the whole thing. Like I genuinely like Flat Earth Dave. I want to have a beer with him. I want to hang out with him. I want to go on a stage. I genuinely like him as a human being. The problem is what he believes he's very sure of. And when new evidence is brought into the case, he just doesn't want to hear it. And so um, I'm also very open to debate. Anybody out there who wants me to debate somebody, if you guys can set it up, I would very much love to do it. That, that part is really cool. But yeah, come subscribe to the podcast. I also do a show called Access Vegas. It's me, Rolo, Tomasi, and six girls, and we sit there and we talk about like statistics off of intersexual dynamics. The main, the main point of the show is we bring up stats that are very confusing to people. Not confusing, but people just generally don't, um, don't grasp. Um, like for instance, uh, the first statistical uh, mathematical mean, when do you think that was taken? The first mean? Oh, I have no clue. I'm assuming it's- Average. George, when do you think? Like, like a period of time? Yeah. Like uh, aver- dude, averaging numbers together, just basic averaging. Maybe numbers. like the Greeks or the Romans. Like, Isn't that great? Three thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. What do you think, George? Oh, it's probably it's probably older than. Um, shit. I'm gonna say like when fucking stickball was invented. I don't know. Stickball. That was like yeah. th- that's like when John was around, man. What do you mean? <laughs> Early 1900s, late really? 1800s. It was 1755 in Italy. Oh. Think about that. The most basic statistic, the most basic statistic that there is, and a mathematical mean was taken in 1755. What does that tell you? That tells you that humans were not adapted for for understanding statistics. If I ask people, what are you most afraid of? A, sh- a shark, a, a snake, a tarantula, or falling out of a plane, or McDonald's French fries, or a car? They're going to tell you that they're most afraid of snakes and Sharks probably. and sharks and spiders. even though statistically you you are never even going to see one in the wild thousand times more likely to die in a car accident and you're a hundred thousand times more likely to die from hypertension from the French fries yeah or choking on the French fries or some but yeah Correct. like yeah no absolutely humans I, do not grasp statistics when you that's ask, the one thing you know what thank you CCSD I took an uh, AP stats yeah. class my senior year so I that stuff I kind of get a little bit better now but yeah no I totally understand what you're saying where you could be like oh yeah it's statistically likely that. You know, you're more likely to get killed by a cow than by a shark. Yeah. Women, you know, who are, are constantly date super good looking men and live in places like Miami, Los Angeles, New York, or Las Vegas, they're dating these like super high status men. When you ask them what's the average height of the average man, they say six one, six two, six three. The average man is five nine. Fourteen percent of the male population is over the over six feet tall. Their minds are blown. Because right. humans do not understand statistics. They also don't understand geography. Uh, Reno, Nevada is west of Los Angeles. Go ahead and f- deal with that one for a little bit. They don't. They don't understand yep. that as well. So, so, but with that though, Access Vegas is is bringing these women on that probably are. I try to bring out br- women on that either either are physically attractive or get a lot of attention for their looks. I know everyone has a different type, and a lot of like a lot, a lot of people are like, "Well, she has too much plastic surgery, whatever." I bring on women that get uh, that make a lot of money from being physically attractive. That makes sense. Right, and then you present them with yeah. these statistics so, so and see I, if they even yeah. comprehend them. So, but so, some girls are only fans. Some girls, well, I had Miss Nevada on at one point. The different girls, different different archetypes from different places. I had a penthouse pet and a Playboy model on last week. Those like I have women on that receive, they receive validation and income specifically because of their physical appearance. Does that make sense? Yep. And then we ask them questions on how they view the world, and then we can kind of see where the disconnect is. Okay, so you're you're, you're almost attempting to bridge the gap there. I am. Okay. 
Yeah. That's that's super awesome. Me, so. but, but the problem is a lot of the times the girls are very much like flat earthers where they believe things are true because they feel like they're true rather than And they only have a small statistics. case scenario because they're in this bubble. Correct. Yeah, that's essentially what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's funny because as men, like, he's like, hey, man, go buy that Bugatti. You're like, you look at your bank account. You're like, no, I can't. I don't have the money for it. <laughs> hey, Bugatti, man, go, I go, can't even go buy lunch. The go, fuck? go bench press 450 and like you go do it and you can't lift it. The world for men, because we're always competing with other men, is always telling us no. So we know where we stand. Right. Correct. I can measure my bank account, the number of views I get on my videos, how much weight I can lift. Right. And then which girls are attracted to me and which clubs I can get into and which places would hire me. I have I have tangible assets. When I get into the ring, did I get knocked out or did I knock the other guy out? Did I get dunked on or did I dunk on the other guy? How many points, assists and rebounds did I get? We have tangible, measurable values as men to tell us where we stand in life. And so as a result, we are not delusional about our stance in life. Most of us, some of us are movie stars and professional. I mean, George are. back there thinks he's already, you know, a superstar. For he's sure. wearing a bar stool hat For here sure. at Sticky Paws. For sure. Acquire me. But but a lot of times really attractive women, because no one tells them no, they'll sit there and I'll be like, hey, you know, Brittany Renner, it's probably not a good idea that you admitted to having sex with three dudes at the same time and got a yeast infection from it. It's probably going <laughs> to cause very few high status men to want to marry you. And then people will come back and like, she'll go talk to her audience. Would you guys marry me? And all of us like, yeah, Brittany, we'd marry you. Yeah, we love you. No one tells her no. And so because of that, that's where the disconnect comes. Right, and that's where right. the delusion comes. That's it. That's insane. So... My takeaway before we wrap up today is uh, relearn the scientific method because obviously... Dude, just disprove your own hypothesis. Yeah, just, just disprove what disprove you, what you think the way, you know. By the way, d before you call me out on like my beliefs, call me out on disproving my own hypothesis. Like What you should do is say, hey, Michael, have you seen this video on Flat Earth? Because I've watched all of them. Right, so that's the thing. Hey, why, you watch this video like disproving the moon landing. Yes, I have watched it. So what you're saying is, is when I find pretty somewhat convincing evidence of Bigfoot, I should send the video to you. For sure. Yeah, because right, it disproved. Well. And by the way, if we find out that Bigfoot's a real thing, I'm going to be as excited as you are. I don't need for Bigfoot to not be real. I just haven't seen any evidence that it right. is and, real. And that's and that's that's and where that's where people dis, that's where people have a hard problem. Right. I don't need the Earth to be round. I just haven't seen any clear, incontrovertible evidence that it's that it's flat. Right, and I think that's a big part of this channel is is we're just exploring the more so the what if. We're not saying it's hard fact. Yeah, we're not saying it's hard myth either because we haven't had condemning evidence either way well this subculture is so interesting because like literally you can sit there with a girl as a dude and just start talking about conspiracy theories and she's just so bought in even though all of it's just nonsense <laughs> it you can get you so far but by the way just guys like like i obviously astrology is complete and utter total nonsense hundreds of studies have been done there's no sagittarius libra there's see no my favorite quote about that is from you from yeah. the live stream you did here yeah. if you, if you, uh, for the 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 crypto dinner club where you were like if you don't have a basic understanding of physics and math yeah. and just sciences don't go worrying about sagittarius yeah it's a problem it's like you you do know all the characteristics of sagittarius but you don't know the four fundamental forces in physics or even the gdp of the united states like the things you should know you don't know how to do but the things that you that you have no business or don't help you whatsoever you fully understand right Does right that makes sense so that's that's one of the things that happens is like but like for guys you just, if you understand the Zodiac, women are so attracted to you, it makes no sense whatsoever. Go, I'm a Libra. And they're like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, that means like, I'm like supposed to fight George right now. Yeah. If you, if you just do, and it's, 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 it's actually kind of disappointing when you see it. Y yeah. Like, I literally can like, cause I watched Ty Lopez do this. Ty Lopez does not believe in the Zodiac. I don't care what he says, but Ty Lopez would go up and talk to girls about the Zodiac and they, you could see that they just totally bought it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's this weird fucking like trick that you can do. And like, like, I hate it because women keep falling for it, you know? All right, everybody. 
this was a this is quite a wild episode. Uh, if this is your first time watching us, we have merch, we have YouTube, we have other YouTube content that isn't just this podcast or live stream. Uh, we have a video coming out this week on exorcisms. That's going to be a really fun one. We put a lot of work into it. Uh, yeah, you can find us Apple, Spotify, all your major platforms. Be sure to like and subscribe and uh, rate the podcast. And until next time, everybody, see you then.